friends and welcome back to episode number 170 that is 170 of final boss tv i'm your host my name is adam k aka bay and today we are starting with the first show of five even though they're broken up by conventions and everything else that's happening in between of the state of x Today's is Mythic Plus, and then we're going to have a state of tanking in the future, and healers, and ranged DPS, and melee DPS, and then all of the actual spec-oriented shows, because every single spec gets a show going forward into BFA. We'll probably all start landing early 2019, with patch 8.1 being live, and hopefully some things getting sorted, and all that. So just we'll, we'll get we'll get there, alright? We'll... We'll get there. We have pre-BlizzCon special coming up, post-BlizzCon special coming up, year-end special as well. So we have plenty of shows on the horizon. Of course, those shows would not be happening without these special nerds right here. A big shout-out to the credits tier and beyond, or of course, anyone supporting the show that extra mile on the show's Patreon page. I greatly appreciate it because there literally is more show if you want more show, because we make more podcasts over on this page right there. You can follow along with the show notes. There are 44 additional podcasts. We had a pre-show podcast for the guests today, the State of Mythic Plus. So there's 45 minutes, basically, of us nerding out about Mythic Plus and, and meeting each other and talking about the show. And then, of course, there's the one from the Limit World Second and the Method World First. And they go back and back and back if you want more podcasts. Those are over there on the show's Patreon page. So, of course, thank you very much for letting this show keep going and supporting what this whole shebang has become into the future. But that's enough about me blabbling about this kind of stuff. Go around the corner, meet these new guests, because they're brand new to this whole thing. So hopefully, you know, I vetted them well enough. But <laughs> I wanted to make sure that we start the show off with my Raider IO score, of course. Let me double check real quick. I'm only at uh, 782 on my main, but I'm balancing two characters. But oh, we just found out before the show started, I haven't even done a Toll de Gore yet. Oof. Oof, indeed. Oof. <laughs> but starting us go. off with our tanking rep today, there's Revo. Hello, hello, hello. sir. Welcome. Yeah, that's me. Uh, I'm Rev. I play Blood Decay. Um, I was in the second MDI, I guess the most recent MDI, um, with the Dark Slashers. Um, and I played Blood like all throughout Legion, even when like Bonestorm was taken off by Dressron's uh, knockback. All those good days. Oh gosh. Uh, so yeah, so I'm the uh, Blood Decay representative. D not not for the month, by the way. Not not I'm the tank. I like how you're like, not the tank rep. You're the Blood Decay rep. Is that... <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, yeah, tank rep. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jeez. And then helping me set up this show and putting the, the bug in my ear there is Sira, who's going to be our healer for today's episode. Hello, sir. Welcome. Hello. I'm Sira. I'm the healer and captain of Excel's Angels. We uh, won the last MDI, so we're not going to talk about my Raider IO score because it's really good. Definitely well, not 1300. <laughs> Definitely not. Wait, what? Okay. All right. Just that, That's fair. And then joining us for talking about DPS, we have SJ or... 
I, I have your name written down. Waiting in... for it? Oh, uh, yeah. Let's hear it. Let's hear it back. Shelatheven. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. For my American. There you go. I'll take it. I'll take it. Now you say it, though. Pronounce it properly. Shelatheven. That's it. I don't have the accent. It doesn't sound as sexy. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Hey, I'm uh, Shela or Shelatheven. And uh, I play mainly Warlock for uh, Method PogChamp. We placed third at the NBI, and my Raider IO score is over 2k. I mean, <sighs> you just had oh. to end with that tagline, didn't you? You just had to end. My Raider IO score is. Did y'all did y'all hit pretty big today? Did y'all hit that today? <laughs> uh, to yesterday, I think. Ooh. Ooh. I'm I'm 1900 by the way now. Oh, okay. Because okay. I, I, I didn't say so. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, we should put. I, I might put like in the YouTube version of the show, like in the top bar of the description, must have over a thousand Raider Rose go to watch the show just to see what the comments yeah. say. <laughs> yeah. And we have a section about that. I don't want to get too far ahead into that nonsense because I, I have no problem with the Raider IO system, but we'll save that for, for later. But just going right back around the horn again, we'll go right back to to Shella first. If you want to talk about, because I said you're just the DPS rep for the show today, but uh, what kind yep. of DPS do you dabble in in the Mythic Plus world? What do you main? And then just so that chat knows who the heck they're listening to. Uh, well, I play Warlock main. I've been a Warlock main since TBC, but um, expanding my horizons into mostly Demon Hunter and uh, Hunter as the main alts for this expansion. Mm. So, we all we all love the I Beam Fell Barrage combo. <laughs> but oh you, yeah, when you say Hunter, you mean Survival Hunter, right? Uh, no, mostly BM for now. <sighs> but I I have tried some Survival, and I I do actually find it extremely fun on dummies. When there's no mechanics. Oh, <laughs> uh, all the commas and something with you today. I'm telling you. So, healer-wise then, Sarah. Now, I put this in the notes for you. You're basically a meta-slave? Is that what I... Is that, is that, I, put that <laughs> I mean, that's not the phrase I would use. I would use uh, jack-of-all-trades and... I mean, probably master of none. But, uh... <laughs> no, I, I, I think... As a healer, I like to keep my options open. It's probably the phrase I'd use, not necessarily just going with what the meta says. It's just a shame that last expansion it was. You either play a Holy Paladin or you go. I used the Rest of Druid once. That was something, but luckily it's a lot more open, this uh, this expansion. Is Rest of Druid... What's wrong with Rest of Druid? That sounded sad. What <laughs> isn't wrong with Rest of Druid is oh, probably the question I'd... Uh, I mean, I have I have a bit of a saying in my stream, which is if it has resto in the name, you probably just shouldn't play it. And sadly, that is a that is true. Still, we should have JB on the show. Ouch! <laughs> JB, he's, he's going disc, man. He's going disc as well. He's given up on the druid dream. Ouch! So well, that there's a whole other topic for that too. We're, we're, I don't want to like pull things away from the later topics, but obviously we we. That was a thing we had discussed in Legion, the prevalence of Resto Druid, and I knew with the the changes going in from Legion to BFA that it would not be as prevalent, but we'll talk about that later. And then finally, then, oh, what? I guess last is me. Yes, uh, if you want to, I, I already <laughs> joked about it in the yeah, intro, but like, are you tanking on other things, or is it really I, just no... I, so I did initially, on beta, I was playing around with a couple things. Mainly Vengeance Demon Hunter, 
a little bit, and then I played a little bit of it on live, just like the first couple weeks. But I don't know. I just stuck to the DK. I, I feel like a lot of people kind of did that, where they made a bunch of vaults at the very beginning, and then their main, they still kind of just, their main from Legion, or if they swapped, they just kind of stuck to that. So I, I've just been sticking to DK as of late. Okay. For a good reason, I guess. I, I, the community realizes that they're very strong. I don't think anyone needs to be told that Blood Death Knight is strong. But right. I want to bring up resources now because we're talking about classes and specs and this new resource came up and I want to get right out ahead of this. At the beginning of the show, after we've talked about what you guys are playing, because this might give the wrong impression once this website starts circulating more. And this was brand new to like all of us last night when we were setting up the show. So this website is called Best Keystone and it's just bestkeystone.com. And it basically pulls the re how the website works is right now at the bottom, even though my region's not going to capture all of it. Updates every four hours. Price to collect the top 5,000 runs for every dungeon with different affix combinations. If it can't find 5,000, it'll do at least three affixes active. And then it creates a score of every combined run. Yada, yada, yada. That's how this main thing works. And what this is doing, this website, is putting together a weekly little snapshot after it collects enough data of what are either the best slash easiest dungeons to run based on the current affixes. You can go back in time and look at different combinations. And oh, really? also, yeah, you can just, you click on the top little down arrow above the word dungeon and you can see past um, week combinations. And huh. if you scroll down, you get what the best, and the, the word best here is a little bit of a misnomer. This is mostly just what the most is being run in the keys. So I'll just toss this back over to, to Rev real quick to talk about tanks because of the joke about Blood Death Knight, but their mm. score is three times higher than Vengeance right now. Yeah. So you can I, talk about, about the tank stuff uh, on the site, yeah. Uh, so the tank stuff. I mean, it's hard to say. <laughs> I, I think Blood is just... It feels like it's actually suited for this expansion, if that makes sense. Like, it feels like it just has the perfect toolkit to deal with everything that's being thrown at you with the expansion, especially because most of the dungeons have, like, crazy group-wide damage. So being able to take pressure off your healer, like, even in the slightest, uh, has, like, even more value. Um, whereas, like, before in Legion, the main thing was... Like, well, obviously, DK could just heal itself completely. Right. So why not, you know, why not take that? But um, that was mainly really nice because your healer wanted to DPS more. But I think, to an extent, at the high end, like, there's so much group-wide damage going out on such a consistent basis that it's nice to have, like, a DK that can pretty much just keep himself up. Like, I think, in general, um, I'm healing for, like, two-thirds of the damage that I'm taking in total damage um i mean in in dungeons but right. dk versus dh um i think dh has a place i i really would like to see them pull the other tanks up and probably pull the dk's healing back a little bit um yeah i, right, I would like to see other tanks in the meta in the meta because um, that point leads into the recent Q&A that Ian has across us talked about 
that it sounds like with his verbiage that it's going to just bring up the, you know, underperforming or weaker tanks, but not nerf the top. Which is yeah. usually not what Blizzard does historically. They will usually bring down the top, not mm -hmm. bring up the bottom. Because it's less work to just approach the top one or two if Vengeance and Blood are too strong. And then, then, then to bring up the other ones. So we'll yeah. see what they do. But yeah, I feel like this is just a, uh, overall just a really punishing expansion to be a tank player. Hmm. Uh, I feel like. I don't know. Especially with certain affixes like... Uh, quaking, for example. If you get, like, an extra quake on top of you, you're just... You're starting to sweat. Right. It's really, yeah. Pretty crazy. So, SJ, how about you? You have a little bit more to, to break down here from the DPS side of things, because obviously it's ranking all of them. Ranking, right? Yeah. So what, what, do you, what did you... You brought up a good point about this last night in the, the BTS podcast, but if you want to iterate on that again about what this says to the community about the DPS breakdown here? Well, the obvious problem that you uh, see here is when if people use this, uh, this site to choose what DPS they bring, then that class will get more represented in Keystones done in time, and thus will get higher score, and that's thus picked again, which is kind of not really healthy, I think. And also, it's kind of... People have to understand that you can bring all basically any class you want into a mythic keystone and it can perform well if the player knows how to play the class. You don't need uh, for almost every level to have the best possible comp to do keystones. Right. Yeah, I agree. You, there are some stats here that, that, that hurt a little bit, which are reflected... Like the Shadow Priest score is really rough, and the Feral Druid yeah. score is is really rough. So, <laughs> yeah. But that some of that can be harkened back to the state of the class in general, and this isn't going to be just in in Mythic Plus. It's going to be in raids too. We can see that in, on Warcraft logs. But but Frosty Case, for example, are amazing right now. They have extremely strong cooldowns, and they do really really well in keys, but. There's just uh, not a lot of Frosty Case uh, running dungeons. Right. Their score is pretty low. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, I mean, the main reason why you like having a DK DPS is because of the death grip. Right. And that's kind of the main thing. So if you already have a, you know, if most people are yeah. running DK tank, then yeah. But I think DK paired with like Brewmaster or something like that, I think it's really nice. So how about the healer breakdown then, Sarah? Because this one has an obvious trend but mm. the the opposite to that is that it's it's counter to what you just said in your opening preamble though so what do you it's, think it's of interesting this? so the first thing i do want to point out if you hover over priest they've lumped disc and holy together so although priest looks like it's super skyrocketing uh you do need to take holy away from that which unfortunately puts it down the bottom with shaman um i like the website I think it's a nice website, but like Shelly said, you can't take what it is showing you as gospel. This isn't a ranking site. This is basically just a show of information. It's showing you what people are choosing to do. And it's very interesting to see what people are choosing to do, because last expansion, it was Paladin. All Paladins, if you want to run high keys, you brought a Paladin. There was the right. odd little bit of Druid, but there wasn't anything else. And it's super curious to see now that when you look at this ranking, Paladin's so far down. Like, they've dropped completely out of favor which 
is partly because the other healers are now more viable. And in my case, it's quite nice because personally, I don't really like the Paladin style of gameplay. So the the thing that I found interesting was in the in the in the Q and A, they spoke about tanks and they said how they wanted to bring the other tanks up and they wanted to bring um, blood down slightly with healers uh, sorry they didn't want to bring blood uh, down at all they want to bring all the other ones up with healers it's kind of the opposite they almost sort of imply that disc is too high and disc needs to be brought down and then something like shaman needs to be increased which you know if you look at this and you do take it as a metric of what's best well you know maybe the site is slightly right and that maybe a lot of people are choosing to play priest because it is so good so maybe that does need to be brought slightly down and then again if you look at shaman it's so underrepresented just because they you know they, they don't perform. So it'll be interesting to see what they do actually end up doing changes-wise. But yeah, I like the website. It's pretty cool. I wouldn't say it's a it's a good ranking site because there's so much that you can't give a number to, like we said with utility and stuff like that. It's, it's nice, though. I like it. Yeah. yeah, I like it more for the, the dungeon runs portion. Yeah. Not so much like the class portion, but... Yeah, the it's, dungeons it's cool to see what people are yeah. choosing to play. Right, right. yeah. I think that the, because the website has the word rank on it, yeah. it's just as this gains traction, we're going to see MMO champion threads and Reddit threads, and and, and just it's going to be another <laughs> metric the community uses to put arbitrary ranks on things that don't have or need them. So I hope it just gets gets understood. On the same token, we were joking about it. But we've got we've got to bring up Raider.io as a really good resource for not only the PVE endgame stuff, we talked about this on the limit in the method shows previously, but for Mythic Plus specifically, this resource also kind of mirrors some data, especially if you just go to the unique class population tab here at the top. Oh, that's a moving ad. Just get out of here. It's too much. Because you can also see the propagation in this little line graph. 109,000 Blood Death Knights. Oh my goodness. 150,000 Beast Mastery Hunters. This is all dungeons, all runs, all affixes, though. So you got to begin keep right, this in right. perspective. So, but anything you want to, um, to denote about the quality of or the resource here with Raider.io and what you guys use it for? I don't know if, if, if we're going to go back to Sierra on this one first so i i love radar rail it, it is a fantastic website um i use it quite a lot you know it's really good for tracking uh i don't want to say tracking what other people are doing but it allows you to compare yourself to other people it's you know you can see how um let's say that you were thinking about switching one of your dps's you can find a run which has an identical comp to yours only switching that one dps or maybe switching that healer or whatever and you can see how other things are playing and compare yourself without having to go through vods and all of that stuff there's only one thing that I do not like about Raid.io, and that is the fact they give each player a number. If they took that number out, this would be the perfect tool. Because the way that I, when I am pugging, the way that I measure players is I do use it. I'll go and look on Raid.io. I don't look at the number, I scroll down, and I look at what dungeons they've done. Because to me, it's more important, have you done the dungeon? Have you done it in a similar time, similar level? As opposed to, oh, you have like 1k? Well, no, you're not coming in. Like, you know, you, you clearly don't know what you're talking about because you need 1k to do it you don't need you you do not need score to be able to do a dungeon you need experience other than that though I, I i really like it it's a very very interesting tool to use yeah i agree totally uh also i've seen players with like relatively low score um 
like in my pug groups that are I feel like could be way higher. Uh, I feel like groups. Once you start running with groups, it sort of inflates your score a lot more than say somebody just pugging all day, because um, you can just push so much easier when you're with a full group than just as a solo player. So I think yeah, I, I totally agree with you too. Okay. Actually, anything you want to add to the Raider IO point? Well, I kind of disagree with uh, Sarah. Like, the number, uh, to me, it gives me, and I think a lot of people, it gives them a sense of uh, game progression that they wouldn't otherwise have. Like, you're, oh, I really want push to like, push this weekend or push this week to get, let's say, 1,500 score or 1K score or whatever ar arbitrary number is relevant. Mm -hmm for you at that time and it gives you a certain sense of accomplishment when you when you reach that and then also what is fantastic about mythic plus is just it's endless progression oh yeah so you, you never you never really stop <laughs> but uh like i it's just sad i i dis dislike the number for the same uh, reasons that sarah does with um people are reading the wrong things into it when it comes to like the score uh, the score part and assigning the score is equal to your skill level, which it obviously doesn't have to be. But I I I like the score. I like the scoring system, and I use it a lot as a tool. I'm going to oops, I'm going to adjust something here, and and might as well just talk about this now. I think because we're we're on the right track for this. Uh, this topic before I move us along to another resource in Mythic Plus. So I guess I'll just bring this up because Sarah touched on it. I don't want to like lose that that train. Mm. The ugly side of Mythic Plus. And both of you, so Shelley and, and Sarah both brought up the pros and cons on either side for both the score and not the score. So this harkens back to, if you remember, I don't know how old school you may go and chat and YouTube viewers and, and audio-only viewers, you might nod your head to this at the same time. When gear score was developed and put into the game, it changed everything. Now, of course, that's slowly been built in and is now part of the main game, your, your eye level, right? And it's sort of a not as prevalent anymore, even though it does sort of come back and forth because now you have this pug community for Mythic Plus, and on this, I'll throw this over to, to Rev first, because he said, oh, I'm from the Pug community, um, <laughs> where you have the combination of both gear score as a limiting factor or eye level, and in Mythic Plus, your Raider IO score. Hmm. Uh, well, I would say, I mean, right now I feel I am level means way less than, I don't know, uh, it feels like ever before, really. Eye level is just kind of like, you know, you could have somebody just rocking full. I mean, this is uh, most people have like a, like 370 Azerite pieces or whatever, but for some people, somebody's probably still rocking 340 Azerites and, um, and their item level is just way less than you would think. So the score portion, I think, is really nice. Um, I think part of the places that, I mean, I see this literally every day where it'll be somebody with, 900 like mythic plus score asking for a 1k plus tank yeah and that's just like i i have to refresh the page every time i see that. i'm like there's no way like what is this yeah. um but pretty much what sierra said about whenever i have somebody queuing up for me i don't just look at 
kind of the score straight out. Like if I see Haley with like a decent score, I'll just go and look at kind of what runs they did and just sort of what experience they have. Um, so I, I like it a lot more for that, just being able to look it up. But the the add-on portion where you can just see everybody scoring game, right? Right. Um, I think that can be a little bit, you know, flip-floppy where you just see somebody with a low score and you're just like, ah, useless, you know? So, yeah, I like that point that you bring up that using it almost as, because you, you can't really do this in game outside of the score. Because there's no way to look at like achievements for as your keys go higher and higher for each individual dungeon to get that experience for the player. And that's sort of more of what Raider.io can be used for in a healthy manner, where it's kind of like that player's resume, right? right. Where if you're looking for, if you're doing really strong keystones, and you need like a DPS and you just don't have anybody that can come on, you're looking for their score, eh, doesn't really tell you much, but if you're doing X dungeon and they've never run X dungeon, or the player is run X dungeon like six times recently, that's how to better understand it. But lots of players right. out there just look at the score and say, oh, it's too small. Da, da, da. Yeah. Also, there's plenty of people with just, um, I mean, like you, for example, who just, you know, don't have a certain dungeon run. And yep. that's like, I mean, that's taking away so much of your score. Yep. Like, just having all the dungeons completed, like, in time, is a lot of score. Um, so, like, people that are just spamming one or two dungeons just for, like, the, their exact pieces that they want, um, you know, their score can just be way less than somebody who's a jack-of-all-trades, for example. Right. But then, of course, if I was ever going to look for a key and actually, like, you know, currently six of eight mythic old deer right, or whatever, or once I kill Mithrax in a day or two right now, on Gahood Mythic, and I'll still decline or whatever, right, because they don't, they don't, yeah. that won't be a thing. My score is not high enough. So, <laughs> and then the, the reverse of that, then, I want to go back to, to Sierra on this point, too. So, you said if they removed the score from the game, and I don't know, talking to the people that run Mythic, uh, the, the run the Mythic Plus stuff here, on they're probably not going to remove it, because obviously it's an aggregate that gets good yeah. data. But so what could they do to better communicate how maybe the site should be used or like to forefront to maybe push the community away from just looking at the damn number? I mean, the, the, the only thing that springs to mind would literally be take it from the top of the page and put it at the bottom of the page, oh. because that way you are forced to go through. You, you, you are forced to look at, unless you literally just scroll past it and completely ignore it, and then it's your choice to ignore it, to look at what people are actually doing. The way that um, the Angels were formed was me and Divine met each other in LFG. We had zero experience. We were not M-plus players. We had no score. We had no gear. Um, you know, we were the typical, if we signed up to your group, you would instant decline us because we had nothing. And then we worked our way up because we had you know each other and we brought in additional players who you know some were in similar situations some weren't in similar situations and and now we're where we are today and i feel like we semi-touched on it earlier there are people who they're almost under that sort of ceiling of being able to do incredible things but they get pushed down by it because oh well no, you don't have the right eye level because I have decided that for my group, you need to have this eye level, otherwise you're not good enough. I have decided that you need to have this score, otherwise you're not good enough, which is, it's 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 hurtful to the dungeon community because, you know, those players who could be incredible players and could bring insanely creative, creative strats and insanely creative plays, 
they don't necessarily get a chance to show them off. I don't know how, you know, you really fix that aside from, as I say, just trying to get rid of the number and get people to focus on what those players are actually doing. But I don't know. It's it's difficult. Everybody wants a metric. Everybody wants a, I'm going to look at this number and I'm going to judge based on that. Or, you know, I'm going to look at this. Have they got the tick in the box? Have they got the one magic X factor that means that they are good for my group? And I want to know that information right now. Like, right. I just want to look at it and know. And it's so complicated. You know, you can't judge a player based on a mm -hmm. number. You know, it's just, there is no, there is never going to be a system where you can just immediately go, I have this one piece of information and I know everything I need to know about that guy. But yeah, I feel like mo moving it down would be, uh, would be a good start, certainly, because it makes people start to think about, okay, well, maybe there are other metrics that I can use. Maybe there's more information available to me than just one number or just two numbers, if you include eye level as well. I think the the good point that you brought up in that, and it's come up on my stream a couple of times before where I've I've touched on this just in the discussion, is that if you are finding that looking for a key is more difficult, but you obviously know you're a capable player, you want to put something together and you want to go with your key or you have a friend's key or whatever, you're, you're talking to the guy that made his group and won the MDI from just making your own group. So stop trying to find the keys from obviously people that just want like the carry, like you talked about earlier, like the lower score, lower eye level person looking for a higher eye level person, higher scored person to carry them through. That happens all the time. So to make your own group. Decide Worked out pretty well for me. <laughs> well, a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> so and yeah, I, I, I really relate to that story, Sarah. Really do. Starting from nothing. Grinding all the way up. Start yeah. at the bottom now. Yeah. yeah. That was, that that's how, that's the thing. That's how everyone starts, right? Yeah, well, yeah. And we all start at, the, at some point, we were all complete noobs and had no idea what we were doing. And some people carry on like that for their entire gaming. And some people decide, hey, I'm going to make myself better. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you can get that group of five people who are all willing to improve and admit that they don't know everything. Because, you know, if you're a player who just goes, ah, I have the best score. I know everything about it. You don't. Trust me, you don't. There yeah. are always going to be people who know things that you don't know. And if you can get those people together and learn from them, you know, learn from each other. Don't assume that just because someone's a DPS, that they don't know about healing or that they don't know about tanking or whatever. You know, gain as much information as you can. And then hopefully, if you get the right people, you can do amazing things. You can, you can get all that score, all of that stuff. You just need to find the right people, which is, that's the difficult bit because everyone's so arsy about score and gear and stuff. Yeah. Shell, you had something to add. Yeah, well... I would not be doing the keys I'm doing right now with the people I'm running with right now if it wasn't for someone earlier with more experience, uh, like inviting me to a group despite not having like any relevant experience. Like I, I basically, when I started doing keys, I did some some pug level keys and then in Legion, and from there it was just like I am good enough to do this. And then basically say, trust me. And then uh, people invite me and I perform and it goes from there. Right. Well, hopefully that propagates a little more. The last resource I want to touch on, this is a quick one, if you just need to know. It, it was a bit more impactful last expansion, but now affixes are, are synced. So affixes are synced and uh, the global launch of the game was synced, but raid releases can't be synced. Uh, hmm. Anyway, hmm. that's just going back to small the indie company. What you gonna do? So the last resource I want to bring up is is Mythic 
mythicpl.us. So it's Mythic Plus, mythicpl.us. This goes over the affixes for the week that you're doing. And then what, uh, the week after, once we know the whole rotation, then we'll know what's coming up. And then there'll be a TLDR of what all these things do. There'll, there'll be some other resources here. There's a stats page, which going to it, actually, I haven't looked at the new stats page. I'll check it out right now. But affixes, what's an affix? Is playing the difficulty. Goes over what the actual affixes are in better full tooltipped depth if you are curious to how something specifically works. Like if you didn't know that like quaking actually has a range from the mobs, you know, little things like that. So, but then there's the schedule for affixes when we're currently on right now. And if anything changes, group considerations, consumables, keystones, all this information, all the, all the, the key times, all, all this stuff. It keeps going. It keeps going. It keeps going. Um, and their stats page now, too. Oh, this actually is with Raider IO. So I wonder how distilled this is. Oh, yeah. Success and failure rates of a plus 10. There's more, more stats. If you enjoy this, this is for the end of Legion stuff. To compare, and then now into post Legion, and then BFA pre-launch current season success rate failure. Oh, this is neat, huh? So if you like stats and, and graphs, there you go. Eh, there's a lot of it. If you want it, it's still going. I'm still scrolling. I didn't see there was so much on on Mythic on the Mythic Plus. I'm just it's, saying, mesmerized I, I at how much was, there is. It's yeah. still going. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. That's why. That, that's the thing I love though, right? There is so much information out there. Yeah. There is so so sometimes I think it can be a bit overwhelming at this point how much information there is out there. Cuz you know, the the, the graphs are uh, don't get me wrong, like I love a good pie chart, who doesn't? But sometimes <laughs> it can be a little bit, you know, do you really need all that information? But a website like this is really good because you know, it starts off with the basic stuff. Starts off with if you're a new player, there you go. Here's just a little uh a uh, little bit of information about what the suffix does, and then it goes more and more and more. And as you grow as a player, you scroll further down, and then you maybe right. start to get more and more relevant information. It's very nice. Yeah. Uh, th this website's changed a lot since I last saw it. Like, I don't know, I think, was Raider.io integrated into it? I think I saw it at the top. But now it is for the stats page. Yeah, yeah. it, was, it wasn't when I, uh, when I last looked at this. It's very nice to see their, uh, their ground up. Yeah, it's really nice. So if you're into stats and things, those are the three good resources to go for. And I want to shift gears real quick to any other resources, mainly maybe the add-on department. Mostly, of course, we can spotlight first the Method Dungeon Tools add-on oh, yeah. that I'll bring up here. And uh, do you all utilize and use this in your... Excessively. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unanimous, yes. <laughs> I like the excessively, too. <laughs> so shout out to Naga for what he is created for real though the god the god the real god so you can plan your strategies for your whole run you can plan even patrol paths you can split dungeons into different pulls and then of course you can even export to share your strategy with others so you can see it in the add-on itself so all the different features that are in here within the method dungeon tools and i guess things he's still working on party syncing to allow users to work on a dungeon preset together in real time these are things that are not checked marked yet is he still what what the hell he's still doing damage calculators for dungeon enemy abilities speed runs circle tracking damn it's crazy it's crazy <laughs> it's a good add-on it's very good i have not actually dabbled in this just yet i do have a crazy good weak aura pack that has all like the relevant you know move or it's targeting you or the buffs oh, yeah. on this or the casting that that's nice but this is 
this is something else, man. If what you're I'm interested learned... in Mythic Plus strategy in particular, pathing, uh, different pulls, uh, all that, like what makes uh, Mythic Plus fun to me, at least, like this is the way to go. Like you save so much time rather than just winging it and remembering it, uh, like just in your head. Yeah. Also, uh, I learned like last week that you can, um, I never realized this feature. I don't know if it was new or not, but you can right click on any mob. Uh, model inside the add-on, and it'll tell you all of its casts and like every, like pretty much all the information Spell you want. Spell detection, what? Yeah, like everything. Spells, uh, spells don't work like with CC. Stuff right, like right, exactly. So there were like certain mobs that I was like, "What does this guy do exactly?" <laughs> um, because That's awesome. these days, you know, there, it, there's a little bit of mystery shrouding certain mob packs where you're like, "What does this, what does this pack actually do?" And right. it's so strange. Um, because like there'll be like fifty casts going off, and you're just taking damage from turns out just one. Uh, so yeah, that that's really useful. I found just right clicking on it, seeing the cast. One of the first things I did uh, in the expansion was I went into mother load, uh, did one of the first pulls, and I just got thwacked by a wrench. <laughs> and my first uh, reaction, obviously, was um, was hurt. <laughs> it it was very painful. Sure. And immediately I said, "Who threw that wrench at me?" And I opened the dungeon tools, and I found out who threw the wrench at me, and I killed him. Oh, <laughs> I killed him very quickly. <laughs> the, the best thing about it, though, is that when you know when you're playing, there are five people across. Well, in in our case, across the world, you know, playing at the same time, and it can be very difficult. You know, if you're trying to uh, trying to describe a situation, if you're trying to say, well, I want to pull this back into this pack, and then this thing comes over here from this side, and I want you to go over here and do this thing to that, and you know, you're using your hands, maybe writing it down, something like that. Literally, I can just put it all in this add-on. I can put it into a string, send it to the guy, and he immediately knows exactly what I'm saying without having to go through all the complex. Oh, well, what I've talked about is this bob in front of here. You can just see it. It's there. It's visual. It's so mm -hmm. much easier to describe things to actually communicate with your team instead of, as you know, using phrases like the thing, the mob, that yeah. one. Right. You can just open the screen and say, right, zoom in. It's there. You know, yeah, support it's, the it's, string. That's what I'm telling you. So much time. CC Vice Jot Snapper 9. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know, everything's numbered as well. So you can literally just say, I want you to do this on this. Done. Do... Does the does the add-on already update? Because the only thing I can think that would be weird of this is that it already knows if teaming is present and knows all the teaming mobs too. Yes, mm -hmm. it does. It does. Nogas put like everything in this. All the different infested patterns are in there. Teaming's in there. Um, wow. When things get updated, everything. In freehold, when you have uh, the different the join crews, like every week, there's this three-week rotation of like that takes away different mobs from oh, the pressure. Sure. Yeah. And that's in there. All the different infested rotations in there. Wow, it's, it's crazy. That's nuts. That's really cool. It's yep. So powerful. So worth getting. So I want to make sure I spotlight that because that's like the new thing. If you're in this, I spent hours mapping these dungeons. Oh, I can imagine Zerdy. I can imagine. Just a shout out to Chat and mm. shout out to Naga. So I'm pretty sure he gave, we give a shout out to him on the Method World First show too. So, but that being said, and all the great things in Mythic Plus. There are some bad things as well. So I want to go around to each of you if you have something that you want to like premiere in this sense that you can that you can talk about because I guess there's other things you can't. But uh, this is a Sierra first. How about some, some mm. really nasty bugs and broken bits just for fun uh, or, or not yeah. in Mythic Plus? Yeah. I mean, they... Uh... 
they had a lot of bugs in Legion. Let's let's just let's get it out there. No hate. Legion had a lot of bugs in dungeons. My main concern as someone who plays N plus competitively is when those bugs creep over into tournament setting. Uh. You know, it's bad enough when you're trying to do your weekly, or you know, if you are trying to push for a well first, or you're trying to push a key, and then a bug destroys that run. When what you're doing as a living actually depends on that bug not happening, it can be very frustrating. Um, we spent as a community a huge amount of time on beta, a massive amount of time on beta. There were massive forums filled out with even the the tiniest of bug reports you know tiny things and a lot of them just haven't been fixed you know to the point that um uh, for example uh we were just talking about this before the show actually um warlock gateways warlock gateways can go through physical objects in so many instances yeah mother load you can get from the opening of the dungeon to the fourth boss just by putting a gateway down is kind of ridiculous um i've basically spent the last sort of week or two now that we are moving into MDI season, just going through these dungeons, finding these bugs, and just sending the videos off to admins and going, this is not good. This needs to be fixed immediately. You know, right. and, and we're not talking like, for example, in um in, in the MDI just at Globals, at one point Doru fell through the floor. And it was funny. We all <laughs> laughed about it, you know, oh that's cool, the boomkin slowly sinking through the floor. Yeah. Um, if you think about what that could have turned into, that could have lost us the map. Yep. That could have lost us, you know, globals. We would have been gone. That would have been out. Even something small like that. And then, you know, we have these wallet gateways going through things. We have um, in Freehold, the shark boss. You can bug the sharks out so they don't do anything. Mm. Literally taking away the primary mechanic of a boss. So I'm not really that happy about the bugs right now. I feel like they need to be fixed. I know about <laughs> this one, just to, to not to harp on it, but there are actually two ways you can bug out the sharks. You can make it fall right on or like right near the torch at the front of the entrance, or you can have two people stand like equidistant from it and it just kind of like jumps back and forth between the two of them and it doesn't actually move, which that's kind of a strat, huh. I think. But yeah, sticking, actually, it, yeah, sticking it on the torch, do... not good. I think there's, there's also stuff you can do with, with hunters, pets, right? Yeah, there's hunt, hunt stuff you can do with pets and traps. I think there was a DK thing as well. Yeah, right. Basically, the mechanic just doesn't work, which right. is not very good. Just use hunter traps. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, that is also, side note, the shark puncher is the real actual end boss of Freehold, just to, we all know. <laughs> yeah. Not, sweet... not when Eudora is active. When we when, do what? When Eudora, uh, the, the, the lady that does the powder shot on the second boss. Oh, she, she's uh, she is scary. Oof. There you she go. Is one oof. One oof. <laughs> one oof. So, one oof every like what five seconds? I, yeah, like yes, that that, that is very very scary. So luckily SJ, you about, can line up sighted. Yeah, you keep going on that, SJ. Do you have any bugs you want to share about what you've run into in Mythic Plus Dungeons? Um, mostly mostly what is uh, frustrating to me right now. Is like there are some evade spots uh, in certain dungeons, uh, Waycrest, for example. But the most annoying thing is when you can pull uh, trash packs through like physical barriers that is not line of sight, like through floors or ceilings or walls. Mm -hmm. Uh, And going back to Waycrest, you can pull uh, Matron Alma, I believe she's called, from like the basement area when you're in the courtyard. You can also pull stuff from. Uh, I've heard stories about Boomkins pulling stuff from two floors up in some of the areas in Waycrest. It's uh, it's a bit silly, and uh, it really 
you have to learn how to play around things that you shouldn't need to play around. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think we were talking about that a little bit last night as far as, uh, well, hardcore with Legion where we just, I mean, we had the bugs for such a long time that like, you know, you played you around to, yeah, yeah, you just learned to play the around them. We became yeah, just, the bugs. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But um, I mean, I'm pleased with BFA dungeons so far as far as like, there's, there's not as many just glaring, like, bug sort of things. I mean, there's definitely some very interesting situations with, like, you know, porting your character onto, um, onto like, mob packs and stuff, and right. it'll just, like, teleport you around. That's definitely really uh, funny as a tank. But, um, yeah, as far as, like, Legion versus BFA, I think BFA has, you know, not as many just insane bugs just like throughout every single key i was gonna say to add on to that i feel like the the it's not that the bugs aren't there because they are 100 percent there right. the community don't know about them you know it's only the players like us who are going and playing these keys all the time or intentionally going in and practicing and trying to break them who are finding them they are definitely there mm, and the second yeah. that get out and the wider community finds out for example that you can stand on certain objects and oh, attack yeah. things and they can't attack you they're gonna start using them those will just become part of normal strats so hopefully it gets yeah there's the definitely some soon. very interesting spots like in dungeons yeah. that you just i don't know that it's you'll, not, you'll typically are, just avoid or it's not I'd even play. just dungeons though i mean because on mythic mythrax right now the predominant way you deal with phase two adds that spawn a whole bunch of these mind flaying shades is that you move the entire raid group after the beam between different beam uh. rotations on top of one specific rock because that's that's targetable area but it makes them all spawn on the rock so instead of having the ads fan out around you they all spawn in one spot and you just aoe them down then move from the beam again and then do it again and put them on the and then move on because <laughs> it's way harder to not do that and have them all spread out around the room but that's mm. just sort of a, it propagates right these little things because it's way easier to do that but so i can imagine you guys find many a thing in mythic plus yeah oh yeah chat brings up painful motivation blizzard found that one though they caught mm. that they caught a that a little bit late, but they caught yeah, it. Yeah, 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 for this, sure. This is the problem, right? At what point does do you let a bug go on for so long? For example, like Mythrax, at what point do you let it go on to the point that it then becomes a feature? Like, at what oh, point yeah. do you say, oh, you know, it was, a, it was a happy accident that we just happened to leave that bug, and now, because if everyone's doing it, then nobody gains, nobody loses, because everybody's doing it, apart from the fact that it shouldn't really be there. Yeah. It's almost like... It, as I say, it almost becomes a feature at some point, like with Legion, that you know half of the strats were based around not necessarily bugging things, but doing things that I don't think Blizzard would like you to do, but you just leave it, and then eventually you get to a point where you have to leave it in the game, because otherwise people are going to lose out. So Right, right now, for going on uh, on the same, same point, in Freehold, uh, there is no painful motivation cheese anymore, but you can, if you just chain pull after the second boss, the one that's become on your team because you did the event before you did the boss, oh, will yeah. just keep hitting stuff. Uh, and it does yeah. a lot of that, like 200 that. DPS or something. So now, now that's the thing, maybe. As long as you also, stay in combat. In combat, yes. Yeah. You can keep chain pulling things into that mob yep. and it will just kill it for you. Yep. I think the best one is when you have like Raul, maybe, who drops the big barrels. Yeah, uh, exactly. might be the best one. 
Yeah, yeah. probably. There, there, there is. Yeah, listen, Majestic. Little things, but those little things become really important when you're doing an 18, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. So the last big topic, I moved the actual roll stuff till after the break because I want to get this now because we're kind of back and forth in this sandwich. I want to put a moratorium, or at least you guys can attempt to put a moratorium on this. This was the the universally ugh discussion we had last night about questions you get asked on stream, and myself as well, but this show is about Mythic Plus, not about rating specifically, even though Mythic Plus is a huge part of that BFA now anyway. So, can we, I want each of you to give your little soapbox on the is X, Y, and Z spec viable for Mythic Plus and that that horrible, terrible, stupid V word. So, <laughs> Sierra talked about this earlier. I'm gonna go to you first on this if you want to start the moratorium. We we gotta cut out the V word, people. The viable word needs to go. Um, I mean, for for me, the the short version is everything is viable. Viable means can it be played? Everything can be played. There are some things which once you reach a certain level are not as effective as other things. And if you come to us and you ask us questions about, you know, strengths of classes, weaknesses of classes, about why certain people are playing X thing over Y thing, we love those questions. Those questions are fantastic. You know, we can actually go in depth about mechanics and abilities and, you know, all those kinds of things. If you ask us, is my class good? Huh? I don't know. What's what's your setup? What you know? What's your setup? What are you playing with? What keystone level are you doing? How much experience do you have? Are you well geared in the class? There are so many variables. I I just hate I hate the V word. It needs to go. It's 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 stayed around too long. SJ, your yeah. turn. Well, I, I I don't know. I think Sarah summed it up pretty much perfectly. Like when you ask if something is viable, it's it's very it's just it's just a non non-sequitur for me uh it's you cannot really answer it uh, i think for basically any person playing the game can play the game as any class and if they're good enough at the class they'll make it work uh in basically any scenario obviously some things are better than others at a certain thing for example sub rogue there's nothing that beats the priority damage of a sub rogue when you can uh quote unquote abuse shuriken storm for example just right. to give a specific one but that doesn't mean that you cannot do a dungeon with a lot of priority damage without a sub rogue. It just makes it a little bit easier in most cases. So uh, definitely agree. Viable, viable is uh, I just avoid those questions for the most oh, yeah. part. Yeah. Rev, up to you. Go for it. So like, uh, oh, hold on. I'll, I'll put a cherry on top of this for you. Uh, is Prot Warrior viable? Yes. <laughs> Also, yes. I, I would honestly yeah. say equally as viable as Vengeance Demon Hunter to an extent. Oh, don't go I, I've, I've heard don't of some go pretty that. good problems. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I, would say it's, I would say it's viable. I mean, yeah, why not? I, I mean, I've heard of... I think there's one Prout Warrior on US doing like 15s and stuff right now. But whenever we're talking about high-end... Um, Certain things become, I guess, less, um, like their strengths just, I don't know. They just have too many weaknesses versus other classes' strengths. So that's why you're seeing, like, you know, things like Blood Decay and, I mean, Rogue Skips are super prominent. Also, I think there's sort of this loop where um, streamers get asked, 
that question pretty much nonstop. Yep. And it, it ends up boiling down to like, just, just play rogue or demon hunter. Just, eh. that's, just do it. And then that's, and then that goes through the community and, and then people start not picking certain classes in their pug groups. I, I don't know. I, I really do hate that question though. I wish people would just, you know, bring whoever to their keys, man. Give, her, give a shout out priest a chance. Bring whoever has the highest rate or I always go XD. <laughs> Stop. Jeez. <laughs> I haven't even, I, I want to, I guess I'll, I'll, I got to dovetail this question in too, because it just popped up. I didn't ask this at all or put this in the notes anywhere. With running super high keys, is there actually a priority to bring all the nonsensical raid buffs though? Like, do you actually want, I mean, you can scroll them, but do you usually try to get the physical or the magic damage debuffs, or have you not found that they're that important? Because in a raid, they're obviously stupid huge, right? Because 5% physical and 5% magic damage across your whole group, and then, of course, 10% attack power, 10% int. Huge. Fort, not as much. But do you try to prioritize that, or is more of the, the comp or who you're running with more priority, and you just kind of, like, scroll the rest and forget about the debuffs? Because eh, I hate them. They're, they're just the... Yeah. Ah, anyway, yep. I think it's, it's nice. more important. Uh, but it, it does feel nice when I'm, you know, running with the disc priest. I can feel the extra HP percent. But mm. you know, the scrolls are there, and um, I think the demon hunter debuff that they put on targets is really nice. Um, I feel like I've noticed that a lot in keys when I'm running with demon hunter and like, say I'm running demon hunter and double ranged or something. Mob just seem to just absolutely melt. Right. Um, because they do the magic damage debuff thing. Whatever it's called. No, that's the thing. is that The difference is, it's not a small difference. It's also not a big difference. For example, yeah. if I... Let, let's say, hypothetically, I could make you play in a group completely blind, and you had no idea what you were playing with. You didn't know if you were playing uh, with you know, a demon hunter who was giving you the buff, or you were playing with the scroll. You would not be able to tell me. You wouldn't be able to tell me which one you're playing with. It's not that impactful. It's nice to have, and like you say, if you do happen to be playing with, uh, you know, a very ranged uh, caster stack comp, then having that mage is going to benefit you more than using a scroll. But I wouldn't necessarily change my comp purely so I could have it. If it just happened right. to fit in nicely with the, you know, if a mage happened to fit in with the the things that I had already, or a, a, a demon hunter, a monk, or you know, whatever you've got, right. if they all happen to fit in nicely, then sure go for it, but I'm not going to go out of my way to bring it. It's not uh, that huge. Okay. So it's a different mentality I, I, shift from raiding than for, it, obviously, 5 to 20 people, so go ahead, SJ. Yeah, I mean, it is, it is for sure, but the thing about Mythic Plus is that it's less tied to uh, just numerical values, as like raiding is. So hmm. you feel the difference more like, it matters more what uh, kind of pathing you take and how clean you play and uh, stuff like that, more so than what raid buffs you have. While in raids, obviously, uh, it's going to have... It's, it has a bigger impact. Uh, I think, like, I think you're going to see more, like, caster cleave um, with the Demon Hunter DPS uh, as you get into, like, later stages. Uh, I think that might become, like, uh, a dominant, uh, dominant setup. But... Yeah, because the demon hunter, the demon hunter debuff is not scrollable, while the int one, right. int like the scrollable uh, attack power and fortitude, they're all you can all scroll them for three percent less. Yep. So um, I, I do think that there is it more 
than nothing, but less than a lot for Keith. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think they add nothing to the game. They're just frustrating and they're not. Blizzard apparently thinks that it's, which in the Mythic Plus world, it's what you guys kind of echoed a little bit that they're nice when you have them, but you don't require them. The reverse is, is very true in rating, where it just feels bad if you don't have them. It doesn't feel good when you do. So, for example, right now, uh, in, uh, when we run keys with the group I'm running with right now, uh, it's Mage, Warlock, and no Demon Hunter. So, it's a mm. testament that it's not uh, not really required. It's nice to have, but right, yeah. And what's what's the highest key done in time though? Uh, a, we've done several 18s. We're working on 19. Only an 18 in time. This guy, I don't know. Depending on <laughs> yeah. when you watch this show, you know it could be you know the next tier you'd be 22s or i don't know they're well they're gonna squish and and buff the ramp when the new tier comes out anyway so yeah we'll have to see only 18 in time yikes says, <laughs> says yikes. get get uh-oh so that's yeah wow what a casual yeah mm -hmm. warlock just for exploiting though is that yeah right and the hillstones though to, to a degree they bring a, a lot of utility no, there. I've seen some dumb warlock portals, but not to go back to that topic. There's some things where my guy that I run a lot of Mythic Plus with goes like, "Put this portal here," and you skip through entire terrain pieces, or I don't even know how why the physics work. But Blizzard, come on. But I'll move us along. I'll take some mid-show breaks if you guys want to go get go to a drink, go get a snack, something like that. Go to the restroom real quick. I'm going to babble on about a few things, and then we'll come back and we'll take questions from chat, of course. And then I have some more of the canned questions while we weave some chat questions into that for the second half of the show. However, of course, I have to make sure I bring up again these wonderful nerds that are supporting the show that Extra Mile on Patreon and getting more show for their support. Because almost every single show that you see live here, at least since Legion, gets an extra show. And you can follow along with the, the show notes if you enjoy that. That is over, of course, on the show's Patreon page right over there. So you can go check that out. All the tags are getting a little bit cleaned up. So if you want to look at certain things, of course, when you're on here, all of the BTS stuff is on the, the, uh, the Epic tier. And, of course, it just helps support the show. A lot of what Patreon uh, support does allows me to make all the art you see right here. Additionally, if you are looking for where all the resources for the show are now, we do have our new website, which is still under construction in certain places, and there's still some more things we want to make happen, but finalboss.tv, we have the, many of you are remembering the, uh, the channel guide where I had all those Discord servers, this is still being worked on. But a lot of that stuff has been worked over here and moved over to my website, so if you're looking for Discord servers to join, then they are a lot of different resources here that you can look at. These are all up to date. And then, of course, everything else that's on here, all the podcast links and streaming links, YouTube, Patreon support, all the Discord servers are all right here as a resource for you all if you need be. And, of course, shout out to everyone that's listening to this show right now on YouTube or, of course, iTunes Stitcher, I think, still. And then Google Play Music, the audio-only versions. But all the shows do get archived to the YouTube channel as well. You can go check those out and any of the side content therein. You can go check out the, the World First show, I sat down with Method, and the World Second show, I sat down with Limit. 
I really enjoyed doing a first and second for the world first race. It brought up a lot of clarity to the questions the community may have. So if you haven't checked either of these videos out, then uh, go feel free to do so. And then, of course, we have any of the back shows from 2018. I'll probably have some BlizzCon coverage coming up here soon with that around the corner. And speaking of BlizzCon, this is still kind of... We're sorting it out right now. I have to wait to hear back from my guests again because I've been working on putting together this show for a long time, which is basically that I'm the guest on this show. But next Sunday, and of course I'll let you guys know in, on Discord and Twitter and stuff like that as we get closer to the show, if it happens, hopefully. It has to be a week earlier because I'll be gone to TwitchCon and then to BlizzCon. But the post-BlizzCon show, of course, is still going to be preaching novel. That's just canon for the show's timeline, right? But next Sunday, hopefully, is going to be essentially Cox and Crendor with Bay. So I'll be, it's my show, I host it, but I'm going to have Jesse Cox and Crendor on the show nerding out about BlizzCon and potential Diablo, Diablo 4, whatever. That's next Sunday, right here. But again, I'm making sure that's still getting locked in so that may or may not be a thing because they're busy boys. More on that, of course, later. And the last little bit, if you want to support the show in a physical way, and of course, in that same fashion, support the artists that are locally in our community, then I have physical stuff. Like this. This is the Azerite Days shirt, sort of themed after the Gorillaz album art, but it's very World of Warcraft themed with the stare down. So you can get a text or textless version, whichever one you like. You can put it on whatever color shirt you want, different styles of shirts, all available on the show's official apparel store at Designed by Humans. And of course, links are down below. Any links that are popping up on the show for the Mythic Plus resources are all going to be in the video description box on YouTube, or we posted them in chat, or they're on the website. It's all their stuff. Click on the links. You know what to do. But... Hello, nerds. Hello, hello. Hola. Uh, SJ stuff in his face. I like it. I like it. <laughs> hello, nerds. Yes. Calling all nerds. Calling all nerds. So, a little bit of open forum time. I have some canned questions. Chat, if you have questions, please feel free to drop them and we can intermix them about Mythic Plus stuff. But I moved these down. But I have to ask the, the chat question. Everyone has to know this kind of stuff. So, I'll let SJ get a little food in his face. So, we'll go back to Rev real quick down here, of course. What is your current favorite and current least favorite dungeons in BFA? Ooh, okay. Current favorite, I would have to say... Mm, I would have to say probably Motherload. Probably sounds kind of strange, That's, but okay. I love pulling like that place as a tank. Uh, there's some really nutty stuff that you can do, especially after the first boss. I love pulling just absolute like insanely huge in that portion, like pulling like four packs at a time. Okay, and uh, I love big pulls, so that is that is what I like. Um, my least favorite probably has to be. Uh, temple, personally, it, it just feels like I don't, I don't know. It just feels like a boss. Just of all, it's just all bosses. So it feels like it feels like you're just killing the trash to get to the bosses. If that makes sense, it's just like 
it's super straightforward person it's very not on a rails fan. yeah it's just yeah because like all the trash they have to kill in there you pretty much just you have to kill it to oh, like yeah. summon the boss or etc so yeah i'm not a huge fan and the bosses in there are personally not super intriguing to me so yeah those, those are probably my favorite and least favorite sierra how about you so like my 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 favorite dungeons are, are the big open ones. Like EOA was one of my favorite dungeons last expansion, not necessarily because of what was in it, but just of how big it was. You know, you could choose to go to boss one first, or maybe I'm gonna do one, then detour to four, or maybe I'm gonna jump up to three. Or you know, you can basically have so much choice there. And with the trash as well, you can uh, do whatever you want. So in BFA, the dungeons they're very on the rails. They don't really give us these big open spaces. Um, the two that I'd say come close to that, I mean, Motherload purely because of the size, the, the space, the amount of options yeah. you have. Um, Shrine, although Shrine is very on the rails in terms of where you go, you can choose what mobs to play and not to play. You know, there's a couple of different ways you can do it, which I like. Um, dungeons that don't like, I'm, I'm going to echo that... Um, echo that temple i'm not i'm not a fan it's just it feels like it feels like somebody went hey i have a really good idea and everyone in the room went are you sure about that and he went yeah hold my beer i'm gonna make the best dungeon ever and then it just completely backfired and it was the worst dungeon ever um That's a... but see then the, hmm. the, there, there are dungeons in the middle right which sort of do the best of both like blizzard want these very streamlined on the rails you go here 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 but players like choice. Underart. This is a dungeon I love. There are Underart is very. There is one path. There's no sneaky shenanigans. But there are three points in that dungeon where you have to make a choice. You can go left and do an AOE pack, or you can go right and do like two or three individual mobs. Yeah. And I like that kind of style of dungeon where it's not a huge choice. You know, you're not making a, a dungeon changing choice where I'm going completely over this entire side. You know, it's still in the same way that Blizz want it, a nice little streamline, but you do get to make choices based on what suits your comp better. That's, yeah, I do like that. It's funny that both, and why I went to the tank and the healer on this first, is that you both said Sneck Temple, your least favorite, mm. but for very different reasons. I mean, you both talked about how it's on rails and whatnot, and there are fun parts of it, like, you like big pulls, Rev, but you can pull mm. the whole snake room, right? Right, but, yeah. And then... Snake Temple ends in a healer boss gauntlet end fight, which is the first dungeon healer boss of any like real description. So, do do you enjoy the the mechanics? Just don't like how there's just zero choice. Do you not like the the <laughs> the stun knockback lightning puzzles? Because those <laughs> are fun, right? My my oh, question yeah. is, what does anybody like about Temple? Oh, That's no. the thing I don't understand. What do people like about it? Like, <laughs> everyone can understand what people don't like about it because it's irritating. You know, tanks hmm. find it irritating. Healers find it irritating. DPS find it irritating. There's a boss where literally you have to stand there and wait for your healer to do something before you can do anything. There's barely anything that you can do to help the healer out. Huh. So, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't see what's fun about it. Maybe someone can change my mind. Maybe yeah, you know, think... someone has some crazy fun way of doing the dungeon, which we just don't know about. <laughs> There was one, I remember there was one version of the last boss on beta um, that I found pretty enjoyable. I can't remember what it was, but it, it was like one continuous phase, and it was only like two phases of it. Um, I can't remember, but the current version of it, I'm not a huge fan of that last boss. You're just kind of sitting there waiting. 
Uh, see, the last boss, right? There is such a simple fix to that boss, and I don't know why it hasn't been implemented. So the final phase, okay? The fight, what I say the final phase. Is, final it, what, is it what Pico said in chat? Uh, no, no, not oh, okay. that. Sounds so different. the final phase, right? You get the super powerful buff, which just makes you do giga damage, giga healing, giga everything. It's great. Right. What if the more you, so you start off as normal, you're just doing your, your normal damage and everything, and the more you heal the boss, the higher that buff goes. And just gradually throughout the fight, the more healing you do to the boss, the more damage you do, but also, you know, maybe the boss does more damage or something like that. So you just control it by the more healing you do, the more damage you do. So your fight is basically shortened by how good your healer is. Something like that maybe would work. Oh. It's just supposed to be static. You have to heal up during this phase, and then it goes back to the normal phase, and just A, B, A, B, A, B. If you're just one continuous A, where you are growing in power, but the boss is also growing in power, maybe? I don't know, something something along those lines, just to make it more interesting. Yeah, so a bit of a bit of what, what chat brings up, because I think that's the, probably the biggest problem with Sithralis. And, and she's fun, her voice is awesome, she looks cool, mm. the, the aesthetics of the Snack Temple are definitely there. But yeah, I, I would I would echo that as a DPS that I think going back and forth and like the the raw percentage cutoff is annoying, like the forced phase re repetition. Right. Yeah. But what do you think, SJ? What about you? Most favorite least favorite. Uh, well, I like hard bosses. I think hard bosses are fun. I think uh, uh, going back to Legion, Halls of Valor was one of my oh, favorite no. dungeons. To do on tyrannical, uh, and sick, simil similarly, <laughs> like I think temple is fun because the first boss and the third boss, especially, are extremely hard, and uh, you need to play very well and like be very coordinated. But the overall feel of the dungeon is not very good. Like the trash mobs are kind of just boring, and I don't like when snakes put dust clouds on the ground that makes me not unable to hit oh those. yeah that's yeah. just annoying uh but i wouldn't put that as my least favorite dungeon uh my least favorite dungeon right now like it, it's it's weird because it's my favorite dungeon aesthetically and if it wasn't for the bugs it would probably be my favorite dungeon but waycrest manor right now feels yeah. borderline unplayable in some scenarios because of the teleporting mobs from the basement and like the upstairs and everything so that's probably my least favorite, and my most favorite would probably be, uh, I think, Toldegor. Apart from that, you can pull stuff through the huh. walls with the cannons. Huh. We had a lot of fun with Toldegor this week. Uh, really like the choice you have of pulling stuff from the inside of the cages, different root patterns. Like you can pull the whole outside. You can choose to do the cannon part. You can choose not to do the cannon part. Yeah. So I, I do really, like that. It's kind of streamlined, like um, uh, Sarah said about Shrine, but you still have choice of what to play and what not to play. Two things. In Toldegore, do you always lockpick the shortcuts, though? Or are there actually some paths? Well, we have been playing with a rogue, so yes, we would uh, sure. do that. But okay. it's not like... Uh, I would like the dungeon regardless of rogue or not rogue. Well, yeah. So uh, if, if you don't know this in chat as well, because I had to make sure the, the checklist, rogues can pick the locks, blacksmithing keys... The jewel crafting lock picks from Legion actually work. Really? And then of course, yep. And then the scrolls that scribes make. There are four ways to open the gates. So yeah, the jewel the jeweled lockpick working from Legion, I didn't know. I was told on stream like a week ago. And I tried it and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I didn't know, but that, that it works. Yeah. 
uh, it's interesting you said Torigor. I actually do love Torigor. Um, I guess the only reason why it has a bad taste in my mouth is because um, we always get to the death skip and we'll have like we'll have like 10 minutes left for the last two bosses or something like that. And just somehow we just managed to wipe on one of those two bosses. Like the the third boss is really frustrating for me. Um, for but a lot of my that, you can outplay it though. That's the whole. Yeah, yeah. What I like about it, like it's uh, it feels like it's all up to player skill in that dungeon. There's mm. not a lot of uh, the mechanics work basically as intended. I feel like uh, it's just the like first boss, the upheaval hits really hard on higher keys. You need to outplay it. Uh, the second boss is kind of cheesy, but the third and the fourth boss, especially, are really really fun to do on high keys. I think. Yeah. Basically, Rebo is telling you to get good. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. That's well, I did. I did have a uh, you know my healer get three stacks of the the blast on the last Oof. boss, Oof. which Oof. was unfortunate. That was just a that was a fresh wipe. So I don't know. Chat brings up there apparently things on the floor as well. There are keys, discarded keys that spawn different yeah. locations, and told the gore that it work on opening anything. Like that there is actually. The in MDT, there's it shows all the possible locations. Uh, it shows more... a bunch of these little question marks. Another shout yeah. out to Naga. That, that, okay. Yeah. I, the add-on shows that. up again. Yeah. Yeah. That's nuts. Um, and then the second thing, I think it was one more thing about Snake Temple, is that I forget that Sothralis has the forced phases, but so does like the, the Snake Mother boss too. Right. So it's two bosses that have these forced hard swaps to like a really boring phase. So mm. I guess that kind of like maybe if there's only one in the dungeon, it would have been okay. Not two. It's kind of super boring. So it's just annoying, man. But yeah, ever since they increased the timer, it's felt yeah. um, reasonable. Okay. But um, yeah. So okay. as we weave in chat stuff, of course, if you have any questions, let us know. This is another interesting one one of the canned questions i have here so this is the horror stories from past mythic plus this is just legion or bfa whichever you'd like you can even go back to challenge modes if you want to bring up challenge mode dungeons i don't know that's a thing but um i'll start us off with uh just a tongue-in-cheek wasn't seat of the triumvirate like the best mythic plus dungeon ever no you're actually talking to <laughs> I think oh. me and SJ, I, I quite like, I love Seat, to be honest. Ah, one I, I my, like Seat. One of ah. actually my favorite. No, no, no lie. I love that place. Shaking my head. <laughs> I, I, I mean, that, that's my horror story, right? MDI. Yeah. We're going through Seat of the Triumvirate, one of the few dungeons where, for some reason, we get one of those bugs, which happens one in like 40 million tries it just happens to be the try that we're uh, on the on on stream at regionals and again nearly gets us knocked out not a fan of bugs <laughs> we mm. had about three of them during the whole competition which was fun but that's pretty much all my horror stories though is basically just blizzard games not working during competitions yeah well feels bad feels uh, very bad i guess i could i i definitely have like some mdi horror stories but one that I would probably pick was like super early on in um, in Legion when I was like first picking up Blood Decay. So I'd never really tanked before. Um, I went in, it was bolstering week. I think it was like a Dark Heart Thicket like eight. I, I can't really remember at the time. But yeah, we were after doing the trash after Oak Heart. And 
Um, I didn't really understand what bolstering did at that point. And I just kept pulling the big dudes with the small bluffs. I just, I literally kept doing that over and over. And I was like, why are we wiping to this? I don't understand. And, uh, and until literally the entire group just left and was just calling me just god awful. I was, I was like, don't bounce. I had no idea what was going on. Um, that, that's probably one of my earlier horror stories, but it definitely, I mean, I definitely learned bolstering after that. So, in a way, it was like, it was pretty nice. Yuck. So, yeah, that's, that's one of my early ones. Do you want to share a horror story real quick, SJ? We have a couple of questions that can weave in from chat. Yeah, going back to Halls of Valor. Uh, Why? Why? What I remember in particular, it was a very, very good run. It was, uh, it was a high, it was like, it, Something, something, the first 26 um, uh, Halls of Valor Fortified, mm-hmm. I believe, on the last boss, enough time. And then I walk, uh, like, I walk towards the middle to get in position to go to any rune. And as I walk over the green rune, it spawns, and I don't have the green rune, and I die. And I oh. kill Lucky there. That was a terrible feeling. That was that was awful. That's that really bad. How, so how? I never did that again, though. Like I, th- I think, mm. I think, I think I've depleted keys in basically every single way possible, but uh, very few things I do more than once. I, I think we, I think we all have to an extent. We've definitely, I mean, I think out of us three, we've probably all depl- like hard depleted some keys, knowing it was solely your fault, and you're just. Sitting there, you're like, oh my god, but you exactly. never do that same mistake again. I you think. remember it forever. Yeah. But when, when I mess up, though, when I mess up, though, I mess up. Like, it's never like, a, <laughs> oh, I, I, I pushed the wrong button or something like that. It's I literally walked off the edge of a platform or it's I just ran headfirst into a bus <laughs> or, you know, it's it's spectacular fails. I fail in the best way. Not I like that. You're <laughs> if you're gonna you're fail, the best at failing. Yeah, you're gonna exactly. fail, fail hard. Yeah. Yeah. Don't in. don't do a tiny little. Oh, anyone could have done that. Yeah. Fail like nobody <laughs> else can fail and be the best <laughs> failure you could possibly be. At least I laugh about it. So, a few questions I can weave in from chat here. I, I like, I like. I don't know if it's Pico or 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 Pick Zero. One of the two. Uh, this is a funny one. This would be kind of interesting if they did like an exhibition of this. I don't think they could do it in a professional stance, but with all the bugs and abuses that are in the game, and Blizzard's probably not going to fix all of them anytime soon. They just, hopefully for the MDI at least, they can in mm-hmm. a relative fashion. But what do you guys think about a setting where I do whatever you want in the race, so every abuse, gateway, reset, you will get penalty points that add time on your completion time at the end of the key, but do any shenanigans. Like, show how huh. busted. See, that's why I think uh, exhibition of showing it without a yeah. penalty would be fun. But, like, if if there were no rules against that in the real sense, I don't know what you think about either one of those. Oh, uh, that would... I, I feel like that would just be kind of sick to watch. <laughs> just, like, you're just... I feel like everybody would just be like, what is this? Almost like a speed run at, like, ADGQ or something. Like, glitching I mean, through. Well, that's almost what it... That's almost what Dark Heart ended up looking like oh no um and in mdi did, did, i don't know watching y'all's dark hearts um like especially kind of like in the final stuff where you just see these mobs just 
literally just teleporting from nowhere, like onto <laughs> bosses and stuff. I'm like, what am I? They have mastered the glitch of like that. They have mastered the clipping of this place. It was like Dark Art like seemed like that. So I imagine it's not a good thing. Of, yeah. It was really it, interesting it to, watch, to watch in a way. Though. Like knowing the intricacies of it. It was it, it was really interesting to watch. Because that, that's the thing, right? When you know when you know what's possible, if it was like allowed, then mm. it would make for some of the most interesting MDI games you right, have ever right, seen. Yeah. You would see you would see people going through walls. You'd see mobs <laughs> teleporting all over the place. You'd yeah. see one boss suddenly disappear and then a new boss come well, I mean probably not that far. But you know, it would be interesting. They would never let it happen. No. In a million years, they would never, you know, yeah, when know. bugs happen, they intentionally don't talk about them and they move the subject on immediately. Even when it's blatantly obvious that a bug is happening, they accuse the players of playing badly, which was <laughs> fun. But no, it would be good to see. Because that's the thing that I love about MDI is how creative you can get. And to some degree, they sort of cap that creativity by putting in rules which... Maybe they don't necessarily need to. I don't think a full-on fiesta review you can do whatever you want would be the best thing, but it'd be funny to watch, definitely. The, the, yeah. the funny thing about gateways, gateways in particular, Warlock gateways, as a Warlock main, first in Legion, you could you they did not work. And then suddenly, you could start placing gateways between places that you didn't really have a path to go to. And then they fixed that so that you couldn't place gateways again. And now you can place gateways again through walls. So... <laughs> It's kind of like a roller coaster, a gateway roller coaster. How... Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, well, I sort of had a question for y'all. If if y'all would want to do one thing that I would personally love to see, like sort of at like MDI All Stars, that kind of setting would be if they tried out either a new dungeon or new affixes on us. Mm -hmm. And for the just first time, there, would y'all be interested in doing that? Ooh. I I said they should do that. I would, the, I would the, one love thing, the one thing they shouldn't do is just throw it on us on the day. Like, yeah. give us a week or something to practice. We've already signed stuff that says we're not going to reveal anything about BlizzCon. No, no practice. So, uh, yeah, I, I want no but practice. No, that'd be terrible. I mean, I you, go go into a, you go into a dungeon and you just <laughs> don't know what's going to happen. You walk into a pack, it throws a wrench at you, you die. You respawn, you walk towards it, you kill it. You go to the next pack, it throws a lightning ball at you, you <laughs> die. You respawn, you go and kill it'd it. Be, it'd be neat if they had... Because when is the All-Star event actually happening? November 3rd. Yeah. So it's the first, first day of the con, then. Second day. Second, oh, second day of the con. It would be neat if they showed off the Season 2 10 affix, like, in, a, like, a show match. Oh, that without, would be so cool. Without telling, like, you're going to have the new affix in this dungeon. Pick mm. whatever dungeon you'd like. They don't know, you don't know what it is. And to show off... To you know the flock of seagulls affix that's coming. Yeah. You know. <laughs> oh right, right. Uh, yeah, I said, I said I don't know how they maybe I say balance this crazy idea. I'd like to see them just throw every single affix onto a key, a very low level key, but just throw every single affix on <laughs> and just go deal with it. Just yeah. do it. I mean, that's... go. <laughs> that could be pretty fun. Mm. Just like it's or, like twi a plus... or Twitch chat picks the affixes. <gasps> It's like a plus five, oh, but has every affix. That yeah, would be yeah. Twitch chat picking affixes. That's a they make oh, the best fun. Well, that, no, that would be, be really cool, but it'd be BlizzCon virtual ticket holders pick the affixes. That's true. Ah, obviously, obviously, that would be that would be pretty good. How about or another question that came from chat is, 
Is there a Legion dungeon you would like to play with the current affix system? Was it like, affix or? Well, it'd be like you pull forward the Legion dungeon, but it has the new, so it has infested and the new two, you know, the, the new, uh, the, this, the whole system of having four affixes with the assist. Tyrannical, Tyrannical level two. Assist. Yeah, Tyrannical level two, oh, that kind of oh. stuff. The new two, seven, ten, yeah. I don't know if I would like Infested in Legion. I don't like Infested. I would. I, <laughs> I don't like Infest, Infested is annoying more than anything else. Yeah. I think. I don't uh, think it's. It's not very fun, but it. The good thing is that it drastically changes how you have to play the dungeon. Which right, is I do thing. like that part. That that is a good thing. It's just like annoying to deal with, and it's a time mm. loss. And as a dungeon, uh, quote unquote speedrunner, like you want to go as fast as possible. You want to go as fast as possible, and. Uh, infested is kind of hindering that, but it's equal for everyone. So, I, yeah. I think I think all dungeons, all legion dungeons, would be equally unenjoyable with infested. I'm, <laughs> I'm just imagining our vault of the wardens pull with infested. Yeah. <laughs> no. The front no. room with multiple <laughs> infested mobs. Good luck. Yeah. It's just they're like, okay, so what? Doru roots one, Ashine saps one. We then have like half the play space. Uh, no, I don't want that. Don't make that a thing. That'd be fun. That'd be no. pretty fun though, yeah. Nah. -uh. Well, -uh. that, that is how it is now though, on the big pools. The only yeah, thing about. I hate, I hate it now as well. Right. The thing that I hate about being. Because I'm normally like the shot color. Uh, it, this is kind of interesting because in NA, the tanks are typically sort of the shot colors. We call CCs. We call like. You know what uh, CC like infested wise, all that kind of thing. I think in EU y'all typically have like DPS doing it. I imagine there's some tanks, nah, but it's um, not necessarily. Yeah, it's, I, I've seen. It's, I've it's a cool. good mix. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, infested has been a nightmare for. Because I just have to mark. I have to mark the infested. Pretty much CC this, and then I then have to like change the marks for the mobs to like what to kick. Man, that's that's the only annoying part that I've had with Infested. It's just constantly calling like, all right, you go root this, you go zap this. But other than that, I, I don't mind Infested well, there's, too much. There's a really nice, I, I, you probably have it or just something from another add-on. I actually didn't know they looked this back in the game. There's a weak ore you can get that puts the Infested Gahuni above yeah. the nameplate. But. I thought they removed that with 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 Star Augur and removing anything on nameplates, but I guess there's some way around it because you can plap that giant yeah. square above this mob is bad news. Yeah, so. I sort of just ended up saying, uh, yeah, just CC that one and then yeah. that one as well. Yeah, it kind of just turns into that after a while. Right. Just because, yeah, I mean, typically the strat is just CC both infested. If there's two packs, pull the pack without and then pull two infested together. That would be interesting. Here is actually, I've, I've been trying to fish through. There's a lot of like good questions here and there, but I always have a time limit here. This one, I was a staunch supporter of this when it first came up. I was okay with it. I felt like it was more of the the chess set. You had to work around your group comp, your path. You know, obviously now you can use the the uh, the mythic the method dungeon tools add on to like plan all this stuff out, but. Do any of you miss gear swaps? Uh, I, I... <laughs> just... I'm, I'm waiting to see. I'm waiting to see you guys go first on this one. I that was like one of my favorite parts of Legion because mm. I love character customization. I love it to death. 
And yeah, BFA doesn't really have that with like the gear locks and also, you know, uh, as our chips. But I won't go into that. But I definitely miss gear swaps. I miss Sefus probably more so. Um, Sefus is just, uh, I miss that. Bring it back, please. (laughs) Sefus again. Honestly, I'll take it twice. I don't think gear swaps with the current asteroid system is sustainable. I think it's good yeah, that uh, if they if like if gear swaps were available, like you need to lock asteroid pieces because otherwise you will just have an awful amount. Every single asteroid piece has what thirty six combinations for every single spec. If you want to add everything in, and right. then you have three different asteroid pieces, and then you want to have the optimal asteroid piece for every single scenario. So uh, in most cases, like you're going to be running, if you want to optimize everything and you have everything available to you, you will end up with literally over a hundred gear sets without mm-hmm. accounting without accounting for uh, uh, secondary stats balance. So uh, if like I would like to bring uh, gear swapping back, I don't think they're going to do it, but. If they if it would have been gear swapping, then then they need to lock asteroid, because mm-hmm. I think asteroid locking for a dungeon is fine. I think that's good. It's kind of like a talent choice, um, and uh, but I would really like to swap out my secondary stats and trinkets and stuff. That's yeah, really really fun. Yeah. I was gonna say that as well. Is that the thing I liked about it was it was a way that you could differentiate yourself from somebody else who was playing the same thing as you. For example, it was super interesting uh, going and watching all the other Paladins during MDI and seeing, okay, well, because we're all basically being forced to play the same thing, how are you playing it differently to me? What are you? What choices are you making that I'm not making? That's the bit I liked about it. It just, it just, it wouldn't work in BFA. You know, it's. Bad. I thought I would hate it. I thought I would hate not being able to switch between stuff and you know, everything having different stat priorities. You know, even as a healer, I have a healing stat prior. I have a single target damage prior. I have a well, not really an AOE damage prior, but you know, there are still different stat priors for me. I thought I would hate it. It's not actually that bad. And I think if they wanted to bring it back, like Shelly says, you'd have to lock the Azeroid pieces. There's no other way to do it without locking them. Otherwise, it's going to be an absolute nightmare. But right. I'd like to see them bring it back, just not yeah. not with those pieces. Yeah. Are you guys on the higher keys stacking the new shield trinket that's from King's Rest at all yet on your DPS or whatnot? The the main stat trinket that gives you the shield? Because I know the one the raid trinket from Legion was a big deal. I don't know if that's been a thing yet to put that shield on. Not yet. No, not yeah. yet. The Tyrant the bosses just are less I don't know if y'all agree with it. They're less one-shotty, right? You don't... Mm. It, yeah. To an extent, there's certain ones where it's like... It gets pretty close. It's like Powder Shot, for example. Some but, exceptions, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, it's like bosses are more likely to just kind of whittle you down than to just one-shot you, which is more Legion-esque. Where you just had, like, Hersha, you had, at the high end, I don't know, like, bosses Davis. in the dark way. Yeah, yeah. Xavier. <laughs> yeah. Forgot about Xavius. Oh my god. Um, so yeah, uh, I don't. Uh, nobody's had to start doing that sort of thing yet. Which is a good thing, I think. Yeah. yeah. There's the Pride well, The Pride trait I've seen. I was just about to say. Really that, nice. I'm I'm starting to stack that up a little bit as well. I don't think it's going to be mandatory that you have to stack it, but it's real good. Yeah, you notice. That's it. Pride God. That's Pride God. 
Oh, well, you notice it on... We were, we we're doing Mithrax progression right now again, and you can see damage taken on who has, like, zero to one. I have two... Uh, uh, what is it? Like, unresolved... Uh, resolving protection or whatever with that, or the, uh, yeah, this the Pride Eyes trait. But I have two, and just, like, the residual damage on Mithrax is so much less if you have that bubble every 30 seconds than if you don't. So, but obviously, duh, because... Prynaz was huge on certain boss fights and progression for certain specs that were less tanky, so... Yeah. Definitely is a thing. But, I think that's about people, it. Yeah. What's up? Uh, people people are gonna bring SRI pieces based on the primary stats, so if you happen to have the uh, primary traits, and if you happen to have the Prynaz trait, then sure, you're gonna pick it, but it's not gonna be a priority, I think. I think the, meh, like yeah. the primary and secondary traits are gonna... Uh, decide whether you take the piece or not. Right. And we'll have to see how the new... In 8.1, they're adding an extra ring, which I'm assuming that's not going to be retroactive, though. So you'll have to replace all of, basically, 8.0 Azerite with 8.1 Azerite, which gets a little more customizing. And some so far, some of the Azerite traits on there are, are pretty actually yeah, set like bonusy. So hopefully... Cool. Some of them are, for sure. Some of them are, are, are interesting to see if they actually would prop up specs that are less prevalent in Mythic Plus than others. And I wonder if that's enough to swing. And we'll have to watch if the meta shifts at all in the higher end, which is fun because you also get a new affix in 8.1 once the new raid opens. You'll get, that'll change up yeah. dungeons and maybe yeah, even mean, more dungeons too. Yeah, Infested is definitely bringing some classes like way to the top that should just generally be kind of like middle of the packish, right. um, just with their, you know, mob control, that sort of thing. So for sure, yeah. Well, uh, I'm, I'm gonna go. To I'm gonna go around the table real quick. If you guys have any closing remarks or little tidbits, nuggets, tips and tricks, or anything you want to leave the Mythic Plus community, either relative to just Mythic Plus in general or for you, what you usually play in it. So we'll go with, with uh, Shell first if you want to give anything out there to the ranged DPS, DPS players, to Warlocks in particular. Any any good master macros for, you know, bugging out your portal? Any play? I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, not really. It's, uh, I just want to emphasize uh, what we said earlier about uh, not, like, actually not focusing too much on what is the best, the best or like the most prominent class to play and just uh, kind of going going with the flow a bit more sounds good to me sarah what do you have to close with i mean all, all i'd say is uh there's so much information out there pick your information carefully play what like charlie said play what you want to play improve yourself based on how you can do not based on what other people can do and just you know let's say play what you play have fun enjoy the game it is a game at the end of the day yeah uh, I guess for tanks, um, yeah, there's there's so much that I could say, but uh, small tips, I would say, just learn the damage patterns of dungeons and use your cooldowns properly. You'll be just fine. Uh, and lead your group. I see a lot of tanks that don't really lead their group. They're just kind of like slowly just with their pack, uh, or like with the pack of the group. Also, don't um, don't just pull one pack at a time. That's like the very unfun. So try to spice up your runs a little bit more, boys. Because I've, <laughs> I've seen some of y'all's uh, runs. Uh, I've been pugging his DPS, and it's uh, 
it's looking pretty yikes out there. So spice it up, guys. Yeah. I, I guess I, I didn't even bring that up at any point during the show about why smaller, more controlled pulls aren't seen more than like the gigantic kite and fight pulls. I guess I don't understand. I don't run up at plus to know why that's more efficient. Right. So, yeah. I mean, but, I, I wouldn't recommend any like, you know, massive brain pulls where you like pull like half the dungeon or something like that. But uh, it's definitely really nice. Like, Pulling it two, you know, two different pulls together, if you can manage it, uh, for sure. It's just super time efficient, you know. Okay. I mean, yeah. The main reason you haven't seen it is because um, the angels haven't showed their strats at all stars yet. But don't worry, we're gonna get those back in. Don't you worry about them. They're <laughs> oh, coming back. Okay. Well, I, I was gonna go with another healer thing. This coming from chat, though. I mean, what, what gives you more of a boner as a healer? Is I would I would imagine when your tank actually calls for a cooldown or an external at the appropriate time instead of just saying like, give me something or I'm dying. I would assume that's a huge thing I know for tanks is to call. Yeah, yeah, I I, I definitely had troubles with that for a while. The, the the tip I can give to healers actually this is this is a really good one. So there's this um there's this phrase that tanks use right and they use it all the time. I don't think think they actually realize that, that that they do it. They use this phrase. I'm fine. Whenever they say that, watch them like a hawk. They're not going to be <laughs> fine any second they are going to die. The second they get cocky, that's when they, they mess up. That's when they fall over. Keep an eye on them when they say they're fine, because they're never fine. Unless they're a brewmaster, because they're always technically dying, right? So Exactly. It's like their safe, they're safe word, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. uh, they I are really... not whenever they say it. Okay, okay. Or, or, or Divine has this great thing, uh, I'm dead. He's alive, yeah. and he's about to die, but he says, I'm dead. And that's my code word for heal oh. like you've never yeah, healed in I, your I, entire I life. Like, oh, because okay. otherwise you will be dead. Nice. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I say either I'm dead or just scream, help me. <laughs> yeah, we're used to that please, one. We're anything. better cover for you. you Don't can, you worry about it. You can get the, um, you have to do it in the voice of the last boss in Siege, so. Oh, 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 stop. Don't, don't do that. See, as... <laughs> As uh, the dungeons that I've been playing a lot with, um, and it's it's fun as a DPS to have this extra call because when that happens with either of my tanks, I can do something because I drop Rocky, and that is Oof. so beast on some big pulls uh, just for trash. I just didn't think it's bosses, but Rocky helps a lot. And it was a, it was a comment about shamans earlier, but don't underestimate Rocky. All right, that's he's pretty good. Oh yeah, for like six seconds, <laughs> but that could be enough to save your tank. Yeah, I mean it's like as powerful, if not more powerful than Trent's though, and Trent's are pretty insane. Yep. No, because Trent's get basically like one tap when they taunt, but Rocky has some resiliency to him. He's 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 a he's a big yeah, he boy. Take, he took a beating. He can. Yeah, Rock Elemental. Yeah, and Trent's are amazing tools in dungeons. Yeah, for sure. Little oh, things. Give, are totally give him a pain up. He can go for days. Oh, I mean, that's, I don't even want to talk about if any of those shenanigans come up, but shamans have such a, a low priority in dungeons right now. I think that's... enhancement shamans are underrated. I mean, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> that's my main. But I, I was wondering about that because elemental shaman have primal earth, Ellie, and it has its own shield wall, and you could pull a pack onto the primal earth elemental, have its shield wall and a healer external to save tank cooldown timings. And use that instead. I wonder if that will ever see a thing when Elemental gets tweaked in 8.1. Because that's a huge... You know, that'd be interesting. 
There's yeah. a competition for people like you, Bay. You should enter it. I feel like you could do very well. What's the competition? The MDI. Uh, you would no. smash it with stress like that. <laughs> I mean, Ooh. it's a thing. It's a thing. I don't know. That's just that's final, just final boss team confirmed or what? Uh, no, gosh, no. Oh my goodness. Do it. Oh man. I mean, even yeah, Lepan says I think shoving utility is pretty OP right now. Being able to ghost wolf when dead to get back to your corpse faster is kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. That's that's good. Hey, that was a strat for Mythic Argus. Either that or you're a demon hunter. Okay, don't even don't even joke on ghost wolf form. All right. It has, a, it has like a built-in shield wall now too, okay? That's real good stuff. It's totally not. That talent is so bad. Anyway, I'm going to hit this rising. button. It's just, it's just, I'm going to hit this button over here. We're a little over my time, but it should still be good to go. That was already an hour and a half long, hour and 40 minutes actually. So I wanted to get shows a little bit more condensed so we're not just jibber-jabbering. So hopefully you enjoyed the first state of. There are four more of these on the horizon. We're going to do tanking. Melee DPS, range DPS, and healing. That's going to be after BlizzCon. We have the post-BlizzCon and pre-BlizzCon shows, of course, on the horizon. But back around the corner here, we had Rev or Revo or Reviofevi or Ravioli. You can go follow his Twitch stream. Go watch him tank stuff. But thank you for bringing the luscious locks to the show today, sure. I appreciate it. Grazie, grazie. Well, uh, Discord, don't do that. Okay. Then we also had Sira, who heals things and is a meta slave. And DPSs things like a boss. Oh, so, oh yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. You that, can call that his... healer deeps, man. That healer deeps. Well, I didn't even bring up. I kind of skipped over that topic because of like why healers are so good. They can do damage is because it just helps so much. And discipline is too. We'll see what happens. Discipline gets gutted. But we'll see. Go follow his stream. Watch him heal things. Thank you for your time on the show today, sir. I appreciate it. Much appreciate it. Much appreciate it. Thanks for having us. And there's SJ or Shell or yeah, Shell I got it, so, sort of. But it's, it's, I'll take it. I'll take it. It's stopped. <laughs> His stream on screen. Put a one at the end of it. Watch him DPS stuff and put warlock gates in weird places. We're actually jumping into an Atal 18 right now. Ooh, I it up, that's it. But when we switch streams after we close out, I'll just host your stream and you can watch that 18. Don't wipe ever. If you wipe ever, then that's that's not my fault. No. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys all for being here. Thank you for listening, of course. Thank you for joining us on YouTube in the comments section. Of course, if you have any questions and you are watching this on YouTube, drop them down below. And if I don't know the answer, I'll just refer you and get one of these guys. I'll drop them in the Discord chat and then post it on YouTube. That's all good, too. Or, of course, go ask them yourselves. Just don't say the damn V word. Just stop it. Stop. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm back. All right. Pre-BlizzCon show next week. Post-BlizzCon, after BlizzCon. And, of course, I'll be posting a couple of different things during the break there as in. Thank you very much for tuning in again. My name is Adam K, a.k.a. Bay, episode number 170 of Final Boss TV, and we'll see you here next Sunday. And then two weeks off, kind of, but I'll be streaming from other places. You'll you'll see this stuff. <gasps> bye! Wait, bye, nice people! That works. Wait, there we go. <laughs>